Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Meyer. My sperm is real dumb. I'm Doris Freer. My eggs. They're yep. old. You don't even need to say it, honey. Just say your eggs. Uh, hi guys, welcome. We're back in America. Recording this so close to when it has to go out. It's true. It's very late on Sunday. We just got back from Paris. Ouais. Ouais. Um... <laughs> Bonsoir. Yeah, so we're here, back in regular life, almost. Almost. A little jet lagged. Yeah, I still feel I still feel jet lagged. Yep. We went to a Regina Spectre concert last night. Did we ever? For date night. It was a great date night. It was a really fun date night. I got to spend it with my two favorite ladies. Oh. <laughs> Um, but 
We were both real tired. We, we, I was yawning and Dory was nodding off. I did. I nodded but it off was, a couple times. It's it's so, I mean, that was a particularly not, you know, she plays beautiful piano and some songs she plays piano by herself and sings and it's soft and she has a very sweet voice and it's, it's, uh, I, I was like almost hoping when, when we stood up for her, like yeah. cheering, I was hoping people would stay standing up because that would have made it easier to just like stay more alert. I know it was at the Dolby theater in Los Angeles, uh, which is, if you've seen it, it's on, it's the Oscars where they do the Oscars. So it was this big fancy theater and, uh, everyone was very polite. It was a very polite audience for Los Angeles. Almost too polite. Well, I, there were a couple guys who kept well, yelling. She, once she engaged. I know, but you know, that's, that's the problem with being a woman. You feel like you have to engage or that, or else you're a bitch. What? No. Yes. That's not what I'm saying about her. She was saying how she thought it was very weird that we would clap and then it was silent. Right. But I feel like. Which I was like, yeah, that is, it was very odd. But I feel like they were heckling. Not heckling, but you know what I mean. Oh, I would say. Regina, I love you. I want to have your baby. Um, Someone said that. A guy said that. Yes, but there were a lot of women yelling too. Yeah, but the guys were louder. Wow. And more annoying. There was one guy that was constantly annoying. Um, but otherwise, you know. Otherwise, it was listen, a great show. Listen, put on show. a hell of a show. It was the fifth, fifth or sixth time I've seen her. It was the last show on her U.S. tour. Uh, that's. I'm glad that we got... She's going over to Europe, yeah. Yeah. She's doing the Olympia in Paris where the shins played. What? Where we just missed the shins. What? What? Um, yeah. So, you know... Yeah, what's going on with us, IVF-wise? Oh, we forgot to say, mm. this is our silver anniversary episode. 25th, guys. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. I know. I can't believe it. We're already at 25. Bo's excited. Is he? He's sleeping. Did he poop when you took him out? He did not. Hmm. So I'll have to take him out again. He had a big poop at the dog park this morning. You had quite a time there. Oh, my God. Wait, did we get any emails of, like, people being like, guys, not so much about your personal infightings? No. We got emails being like, I enjoyed this episode. Okay. We also got a lot of people weighing in on our different planning and travel styles. I, I, I think it's very clear that yours is probably the better way to go. Um, I mean, it... It almost entirely broke down along gender lines, although there were a few, there were a couple women, including your mother. Oh, my God. Who uh, said that, that their husbands were the planners. And I don't think we heard from any same-sex couples about this. So I apologize couples, for the heteronorm- norm- heteronormativity. Um, yeah, but we are what we are. So, you know. It's true. I don't. You heard last week, guys. I don't uh, care for a plan. I almost, um, you know, what day did we record the podcast out there? Sunday. We recorded it on Sunday. Didn't we? Yeah. So we didn't, we had yet to have our three in a row dinner reservations. Oh. (laughs) 
I just melted. You guys couldn't see that. Uh-huh. The first dinner re- reservation, I was like so excited for, made this reservation like weeks and weeks in advance. And it was, at least it was in our neighborhood. Yeah. So we hadn't like Ubered there or anything, but we walked to this restaurant. It's like nice and tell the hostess our name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I gave away your table. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, cause first I, th- I was like, Does she mean because we're late, but we were right on time. Right. And she's like, I tried calling you four times on Friday and you didn't answer. And then I emailed you and you didn't respond. So I gave away your table. Now it is true that I had not turned on my phone in Paris. I just was using Wi-Fi, so yeah. I was not getting phone calls. However, she did not email me. Uh, yeah, and it was a very, it was a very quick moment for me of like I could stand here and engage. I don't know that it was going to get us anywhere, and I just decided to say okay, and turn around and never see those people again in my life. I was very upset. You were, but you know. We wandered. We did. We found a. We came across a lot of brasseries that we were like, no, no, no. And then we wound up at a weird steak place. Yeah. With a great waiter. Yeah. We, really, we like a very had, fun waiter. We had several great waiters. Yeah. You don't hear that a lot about French waiters. No. But I have to say, we had some great waiters. We had some entertaining waiters. Yeah. Um, so that was Monday. And then Monday, I got to tell you guys, like winging it was, I, I I liked the, we winged it on Monday and I enjoyed that day because we ended up at Notre Dame. Why? Only because I saw it in the distance and I was like, what's that? Remember? That we was went Monday? To, we went to, I mean, it was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. It was Monday the Louvre? Yes. Ah. Monday was the Louvre because the Louvre is closed on Tuesdays. Uh, Louvre was great. Yeah. Lots of fun there. That was not planned, but we were going to go there. We just didn't know what day we were going to go there. Yeah. Although, in retrospect, I should have planned and done a guided tour. Yeah. The audio tour there is done on a Nintendo 3DS, and it's very complicated. It makes no sense. You really have to. It's bizarre. But, you know. I had a lot. I had a great time in there. Stared at a lot of paintings. And we one spent, painting, we spent too much time in Egypt. I think. I think that yeah. I think that was because we were like, we're going to do this in order, and yeah. then it yeah. didn't make any sense. And you got like emotional at at a painting of the Virgin Mary, the death of the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was you know. I was listening to the audio guide that I had figured out how to use on my 3ds. And uh, you know, it's a very, it was a very moving power. I love, I like Renaissance paintings. Mm. That's what I, that's where I hang when I go to like Lakma. I like, I'm like, get me out of this dumb stuff and get me into the real paintings. It's you know, I took art history in college twice and dropped it both times right at Dadaism. Interesting. Yeah, I minored in art history. Once you flip a urinal upside down, I was like, nope, I'm okay. <laughs> Everything else I was way into. Uh, but yeah, I really liked that painting. I took a bunch of pictures of it. Um, we saw the Mona Lisa. That was, it was bigger than I expected. Because oh, everyone really? talks about how small it is. Yeah, so and I was, was like, like well, that's tiny. actually bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah. yeah, I thought it would be like 
like the size of a coffee table book. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like a small portrait. Yeah. But instead. No. And I do love the fact that it was just hanging in some guy's uh, apartment for a couple of years. Yeah. The guy that stole it. Are we boring people with our... I don't know. Trip to Paris? Listen, I enjoyed Notre Dame. Got a long tour from a from a French-English teacher. Married to a cardiologist. There was 42 people to start the tour. The By two the end hour of the tour, tour. <laughs> there were 19 people. Yeah. It was great. It was a good tour. Saw the, 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 the crown of thorns that, uh, you know, they say belonged. That was Jesus's crucifixion yeah. crown. Just hanging out in there. It, it, I was just going to say. And I was like, I had no idea that like was in there. They were pretty casual about it. They were very it. casual about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like they can carbon date it, but, well, they could. And it probably carbon dates to the right time period. But anyway, I'm just saying, it's like, I feel like it should be a bigger selling point. I know. <laughs> like, you was... should see like a, like, you know, you see 500 fucking signs for south of the border when you're driving down to Florida from Massachusetts, you know. It's a truck stop. It's a Mexican-themed truck stop with crappy tacos. And you see 500 giant billboards up to like 1,000 miles away from it. You're like, in 1,000 miles south of the border. These people have the crown, uh, Jesus' crucifixion crown. <laughs> and there's not a fucking blip of a mention <laughs> of it. That's true. I, good, thought, I thought it was uh, good point. crazy. Um, yeah, and then where did we have dinner that night? I don't remember. At- Tuesday night was... La Bourse et la Vie. La Bourse et la Vie. Oh, yeah. Good waiter again. Yeah. He spooned chocolate mousse from a bowl. The lady made fun of me and the guy gave us more chocolate mousse. Yeah. And then the... And then we took the Mosiers out we for did. dinner we to Alex thank them Scott. for letting us stay in their apartment for free. Yeah. For a week. Like... <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> yeah. We just had to be like, well, let's do something. And then they were like, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, no, come on, guys. Yeah. We lived in your apartment for a week. And uh, great meal. Again, great waiters. Oh, my God. Yes, such great waiters. It was really... I recommend it. So, uh, listeners out there, if you uh, accumulate enough miles and one of your best friends moves to Paris and gets a large apartment, I would say take the trip we just took. Yeah. (laughs) Highly recommend. (laughs) (laughs) I recommend all those things in order. Uh, We got home. We got Bo. Um... Found out Bo had gotten in a fight at daycare. Bo got in a fight at daycare. Bo uh, got very angry at the husky again on the walk. Have we talked about the husky on the podcast? There's a husky in the neighborhood. And I don't know if it's new. By the way, I was walking him this afternoon and I saw the husky (gasps) before Bo did. Turned Bo around. Smart. And walked away from the husky. Good. We don't know... Why Bo hates this husky? Mm-hmm. We don't know if the husky did something to Bo at some point. Not under our watch. Although I was thinking, maybe something happened when Ruby was watching him. I feel like Ruby had mentioned a husky at some point. Oh, don't you recall yeah, that vaguely? So anyway, Bo. Every time he sees the husky, he becomes, it's he like becomes Cujo. He yeah, becomes the angriest dog you've ever seen in your life. And in my effort to stop him. From going after the dog, Bo got me in the leg. Like bad. Like it's so bruised. So there's two holes from his canines in my leg. Yeah. If you were a stranger, like mm-hmm. we would be sued. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. And then today Bo went to the dog park again. He got a little aggro. 
at a dog who still had his balls. At a, at a new, non-neutered dog. Which is against the law in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, you can't bring your dog in the dog park unless it's neutered. You're also, I think you're supposed to spay and neuter, period, dogs and cats, I believe. Um, I don't know. But, but I know definitely, definitely not in the dog park. But then, of course, it was my fault. And I was like, lady, your dog's not even supposed to be in here. Yeah. And I wish that I was there. I wish you were too, but you don't like coming to the park with me anymore. That's not true. It is true. What are you talking about? Every time I've been like, do you want to come to the park in the last, oh, six months? You've been like, no. That's not, that's not entirely When was true. the last time we went to the park together? Together? Probably three months ago. I'm going to say six. I'm going to say three and I'm going to be accurate about it. Anyway, in my attempt to get Bo off of this other dog... I, I did something to my the middle finger on my right hand, and it is swollen and bruised. And now I'm walking around with this finger sleeve, which mm. is a thing that you can put in the freezer. It has a little gel packet in it, and it and it. Yeah, we had to do some triage this morning. Dory, had, Dory got home and had a mental breakdown. I did. Was very overwhelmed. You were so upset. For one's like not really about IVF, although indirectly about IVF, because part of it was like, we have so much credit card debt. We do. We have a lot of it. That was, yeah. It started with the finger. It ended with sobbing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a little crazy. And then, don't call me crazy. No, I said it was. Mm. I didn't say you were. Mm. Then Matt went out to Walgreens and bought a finger splint and two finger sleeves. Yeah. But I couldn't even wear them at first because my finger was too swollen. Yeah, but we iced you up, gave you some yeah. leave, anti-inflammatory. Yep. And I think it worked out. But you were devastated this morning. I was. It was not fun. It wasn't fun for me no, either. I'm saying I don't like It's like my least favorite thing is seeing you cry. Yeah. It's not like I, it's not like you do it a lot. No. I don't. And for once, it wasn't my fault, so. But it still felt terrible. Hi. Hi. Don't you love the podcast? <laughs> the podcast is great. Yep. Um, Bo also gets very aggressive at uh, male people. I, we've said that before, but it's a little crazy. Although I feel like... Because I've been home the last couple of days, of Saturday. Uh, oh, male Friday. people like who bring the mail. Yeah, I thought you meant like male men, no. men. and no, I was no, like, no. huh? I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. No, <laughs> but the last couple of days I've been home while the mail has been delivered. Yes, and I've been trying to get him to sort of calm down. How's that been going? He's getting a little. It was a little getting a little better at it. Okay. If I can anticipate it and I'm here. Right. That's the key. I calm him and like I'll hold him. Well, and it's only really an issue when we're home because when we're not home, he's in the bedroom and he doesn't hear the mailman right yeah. away. So it's only when we're home and he's hanging out in the living room and he hears the mail person and he's like freaking the fuck out. Bo has a lot of issues because he's a rescue. Yeah. We knew he but would. But he's worth it. But he's the best. And he's so cute. Yeah, look at him. Just sitting there. I know. With his with his face and his feet. <laughs> with his big head. Giant head. Bo is a giant head. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been yapping for 
17 minutes. 17 minutes, and we haven't even told people the exciting news. Oh, we're revealing such news? I mean... Guys. When were we getting... We're not going to reveal it? Some of you. I, I thought it'd be fun just to throw the episode up. Oh. Yeah. But my wife wants to reveal it. It's her news to reveal. Guys, you did it. You got the bonus episode. You have all earned a bonus episode. Woohoo! So feel free to send your emails to ask us questions on the bonus episode. And those questions can be about whatever you feel like asking us. And that's the beauty of a bonus episode. Put bonus episode in the subject line. Yes. Uh, and we'll give you a week to do the those emails. So you'll have until the 17th. Yep. And we will do a bonus episode where we, you know, we give you the show you love, but with a little fun to it. Yeah. Um, Not that this isn't super fun. <laughs> hearing about and then, our, our problem dog. and I mean, Matt has promised a second bonus episode. If you get to, how many did I say? I think you said 1,500. Boy, I should have made is, that. Which is not that much higher than where should've, we're at right should've now. should have made that higher. So, so if you want two, two bonus episodes. episodes of this podcast, <laughs> which will come out on a when, the Wednesday... So the first one will come out. I thought we were going to surprise people. Oh. The first one will be out <laughs> on the Wednesday after the 17th. The 19th. That's, well, I, I'm not here to do math. Mm. Um, yeah. And then if you get to 1500, we will do a second bonus episode that will drop at a surprise time. Yes. A but, surprise bonus. But the surprise, if it happens, it has to be before Dory's book comes out. Start up a novel, April 25th, at your local bookseller. Um, you can pre-order on Amazon right now. And if we get to 1500 we'll do another we'll do another bonus episode the following week. Yeah. Can you imagine, guys, getting six episodes of this podcast in a month? I can't imagine making six. Uh, I mean, I actually don't. I don't want to promise that the second bonus episode, if it were to happen, I don't want to promise that it would come out the following week because... I'm going to be in New York for book stuff. Oh, we'll get it out. <gasps> we will? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. I mean, look, I am just so, like, proud and happy about our listeners because they are awesome. They've done a great job, even though I feel like it was only after I mentioned it on the Nerdist podcast that, <gasps> that the bump really came. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Excellent listeners. Oh, my God. You just maligned excellent listeners. (laughs) They could come through with the 1500 thing. The Nerdist listeners don't know about that. That's true. So there. All right. All right, excellent listeners. If you haven't pre-ordered my book yet, now's your chance. God knows why you wouldn't have done that by now. Well, I mean, like 19,000 of them haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. So, you know. Uh, Okay. So. Now that we're out of the way with that, still on track for Dory to, uh, after her book tour is done, to see Dr. Beck again and take a gander at her lining. Yeah. Fun times. I've just, I've gotten very, like, blah about it lately. I can't wait to see how much that's going to cost. It's just like, it's, everything is so long. Yes, I know. Do you know what else is long? Waiting for these negotiations with the Writers Guild and the AMPA. 
A-M-P-T-P. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I, it's it's like I see my friend's kids getting older and like walking and talking and I'm like, oh, I've been trying to have a kid since you were pregnant with that kid. Yeah. You know? Time, like, time flies. Time is flying and... I'm just, I, I'm. Weirdly, we just said everything takes forever, and we also said time flies. Yeah, sort of in the same. But thought. it's a, it, those two, those two things that are not mutually exclusive. Mm. You know, fair enough. Like the flying time is the time is flying, but there's also a lot of it, <laughs> or something. Okay. I don't know. I just I like, you know. I I hope that we get a baby out of this. I know. There's still no guarantee. There's no guarantee. Literally no guarantee. And I'm not like losing steam, but I'm like tired. Yeah. I'm kind of losing steam. <laughs> partly, I think partly I, because... You're, you're busy birthing I'm busy a book. With, yeah, I'm busy with all world. this other stuff and I'm just like... And you know what else I'm, I've been thinking about is like... When we were doing this IVF, all this IVF in the last year, it took up so much of my brain. Yeah. Like I was so, I was just so preoccupied with it all the time. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what having a kid is like too. Preoccupied with the kid all the time. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't paint a great picture of having kids in your book, start up a novel by Doris Shafrir. You know, someone asked me that the other day in, in an interview Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Guys, I don't want to spoil anything, so yeah. we're not going to talk about this now. I mean, look, that character is not based on me. Isn't it? No. I mean, I feel like... It's not. You're very uh, Asian. Yeah. That, first of all, that character is Asian. <laughs> Second of all, that character has two children. Yep. I do not have any children. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Maybe someday. <laughs> oh boy, guys! I'm just—we're all in this. Together. I don't know if it's the finger or uh, you know. I'm just feeling like blah. You've—I mean, I, I could tell you what it is, but what is it? You're super stressed out right now. Oh yeah. You have two article, three articles you have to write. Yeah. You have a finger that's not helping you type. Correct. Uh, I told you I would type for you. I know, but you. I, I told you I would get you dragon dictation. I know. I felt weird about it. Tried that. to solve a lot of your problems, but you're no. not letting me help. And no. that's okay because your finger is going to be fine inside of a, inside of a week. It'll be a hundred percent a week. Well, yeah, it's not going to, you have, it's a big bruise on your finger there. Oh, you're admitting it's a big bruise. You were really downplaying the size it earlier. Of your, I mean, I was laughing at, at I was just laughing at the, the sky is falling of it. It hurts only, so only after, bad. By the way, only after you were sitting in your office happily computing. Hmm. And you were like, hmm. hmm. Only then was I like. It hurt so bad. I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it home from the dog park. Yeah. And you made no type, you type no mention of this finger incident. So like I was in the kitchen doing dishes and I just like your car pulled in. 
And then I heard the door open fastest I've ever heard that. The distance between the car pulling in and the door being open. Yeah, I was like running. Yeah. So I was like, I need ice. I think because when it first happened, it like hurt a little, but it wasn't like killing yet. Mm. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh my God, this hurts so bad. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to land the chaise. Bo came to apologize. He did. It was actually really sweet. I was like crying and he came up and snuggled in next to me and put his big head on my leg and was like, hey, mom. Yeah. So, you know, and then I tended to your wound and, and made you eggs. You and did. You had, a, you, had a, you had an okay morning with two men that love you, Aww. Bo and me. Oh, thanks, honey. You're welcome. Bo's more like a boy. Uh, yeah, Bo's a perpetual child. He's a baby. Yeah, he's a big baby. He's, a, he's an unknown year-old baby. The big head. Have we mentioned his head is big? We have. Hmm. We, well, anyway. Anyway, okay. Let's jump into some emails, All shall right. we? Yeah. Um, here, do you want to read the first one? Sure. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, Matt and Dory. I just pre-ordered your book. Thank you. See that? That's a helpful person right there with a name that uh, is not listed They asked here. to be anonymous. Oh, thank you, anonymous listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, your podcast has kept me sane while going through IVF number one. Your stories of awkward doctors, unsolicited uh, gender-disclosing emails, medicine, shipping disasters, etc. have made me feel like I'm going less insane and I'm less alone. We have been TTC for three years, including several IUIs. Um, by the way, it, I just put it together that TTC is trying to conceive. First time I've ever seen it written. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a surgery to remove endometriosis. We have not talked to either of our families about any of it. My husband is close to his parents and wants to talk to them about it. His reasoning is that they could give us support. And also that is normal to tell family about medical stuff. Like if I was having surgery on, say, my foot, I would probably mention it. And so he thinks we should also tell our families about this medium invasive, expensive medical treatment. Um, we, okay, sorry. This is the wrong word. Oh, I saw the word while, and I said, we, hmm. while there could be some unconscious societal shame issues at play. My main reason for keeping our infertility treatments a secret is that my parents are very pro-life conservative Christians and his parents are Catholic. Uh, I suspect his parents would be politely disapproving about IVF. I, I, I take some umbrage with that as a, oh. as a Catholic. Uh, I take some umbros with that. Cool. Uh, remember when umbros were like semi-popular? Yes. And it was like... And you, wear, you would wear boxers under them and the boxers would peek out. That was like a thing that we did at summer camp. Yeah. It was when... It was, th- it was that period of time where like world cup came to america like 94 no it was earlier disagree it was like late 80s because i was it was late 80s early 90s <laughs> anyway, we're getting sometimes people would wear two pairs of umbros that's just the coolest person alive uh my parents would be more vocally disapproving because they're sort of assholes well that was implied with everything you said previously they're really into protecting the unborn and life begins at conception fertilization they voted for trump primarily because they think he is pro-life well i get news for them he's pro nothing except himself uh i can usually disregard stuff i don't agree with but it's this seems different first months of various hormones have made me overly sensitive I cry too easily, and if a parent gets mad at me for trying to have a family, I won't handle it well. Also, there is, potentially, someone else to worry about. 
if we do manage to make a baby through science, would these family members treat a kid differently because of his or her origin? I mean, that would be terrible, but religion can make people do dumb things and terrible things. Hashtag not all religions. So, would you tell your families if they were conservative and religious? Should we tell one set of our parents but not the other? Matt, you said your family is Catholic, but they seem understanding. They do. Uh, have you gotten any uh, gotten annoying random comments from random internet people about religion and IVF, embryo testing, storage, disposal, etc.? I'm sure you just ignore it, but is it hard to hear? How do you deal with it? I'm not sure if you'll read this email on your podcast, but my first name is semi-unusual so i would like to remain anonymous or pseudonymed thank you you guys from betty 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 spaghetti of the rockford peaches uh let's unpack everything here uh her parents are very pro-life conservative christians his parents are catholic i have not seen any uh, she asks have we gotten any annoying comments uh, from random internet people about religion and IVF embryo testing storage disposal not really no the thing that we've seen the most and is the most annoying is why don't you guys just adopt yeah which you know is a point of view I understand yeah um, uh, the stuff about Catholics and IVF uh, you know, some Catholics, yeah, we're, we're built to make babies. That's what we do. Uh, dozens of them at a time. So the fact that I can't and I'm trying, you know, I think it'd be a different story if I was trying to sterilize myself. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Well, I'm just saying. So you're saying you're a, you're doing IVF makes you a good Catholic. Yeah. I, I guess what what I could see... A, a very, you know, religious Catholic person getting upset about is the potential disposal of normal embryos. Um, but, you know, you could you could also, if that is a concern, you can donate them. Yeah, if they're normal, sure. Yeah. Um, genetic testing, I've not, I've not heard anything about that well, as far as, like, people being upset about it. I think there is a there is a school of thought that says, you know, you should if the ba- if you know the baby's going to have like Down syndrome, you should still have it. Oh yeah, like Sarah Palin, right? Trigger trip. Her kids' names all sound the same. I don't know. I can't remember. If it, it might be trick. But no, wasn't Trigger there like older, older wasn't one. that like wasn't the secret there, that it was the Bristol's secret story? Kid? Was that it was Bristol's first kid? Yeah, but that seems so unlikely to me because she was so young at the time. Like the odds of her having a Down syndrome, a kid with Down syndrome, are so much smaller mm. than Sarah Palin, who was like already forty-one or something. Yeah. Well, I I, I think that uh, if you feel like his parents will handle it better, I think you should tell them. Uh, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if there's a casual way to bring it up with your folks. I was thinking that too. Uh, like, that is not, oh, my friend, not at all related to you. My friend's doing IVF. Yeah. And like, see how they react. Seriously, it, you know, you don't have to. Also, you know, you're, you're a grown adult and uh, you have a right to live your life how you want to live it. And 
you know, if your parents are so pro Trump, uh, you don't have to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's sort of where we're coming from. So summary, uh, Catholic people, like don't know of it as being a problem. I mean, my parents are very Catholic. Um, and, uh, my, uh, instinct is maybe you tell them they'd probably be the ones you want to test it out on. Yeah. That seems wise. Yeah. So thank you again, Betty Spaghetti. All right. Here's another email. I would like to remain anonymous, but would love for you to read my email on the podcast. First of all, I would like to tell you, you're my first podcast that I've ever listened to. Wow. A friend told me about it, and I have been hooked ever since. You've opened my eyes to a whole new world I've been missing out on. We are basically serial. Uh, we are her serial. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, are, we are not looking to solve any crimes, but uh, we're happy to turn people on to the world of free audio entertainment. Uh, I'm on episode 23, and I just heard you read an email about how to choose a woman to be an egg donor. You gave good advice in choosing someone who looks like her. However... I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. Oh, boy. This is an interesting email, Anonymous. <laughs> uh, and was wondering if you had any advice for me in choosing a sperm donor. You only see pictures of the men as babies, so I think it'd be difficult to choose someone who looks like my husband. That's, that's also weird that you're, like, trolling through photos of babies going, like, whose semen do I want in me? I know. It's super creepy. That's so Especially because weird. I think with the women, you can see what they look like as adults. Yeah. That is some so gender like, bias bullshit, I think. I, I, you know, I wonder if it's because with egg donors, it's like one-to-one. Like a woman doesn't harvest her eggs and then distribute them to multiple people. It's like she gives them to one person, whereas a sperm donor... Like, he could be giving his sperm to, like, a hundred women. Yeah. So maybe there's something about that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you have any advice other than choosing someone similar, nationality, etc.? Also, not to get way ahead of myself, but I was wondering your thoughts of telling the future child that their father is not their biological father. Do you tell them uh, when they hit a certain age? Do they ever need to know? I feel like I wouldn't want to keep this big secret for my future child, but I wouldn't want to hurt them either. Would love to hear your thoughts. Lastly, just wanted to say thank you so much for doing the podcast on a topic that had such a stigma around it. I've also pre-ordered your book. Oh, thank you so much for pre-ordering Dory Shafrir's new novel, Startup, a novel. Congratulations on your novel and good luck with the rest of your journey. You guys are amazing. Thank you from Anonymous. Um, so as you're reading that, mm -hmm. I vaguely remembered someone mentioning books, children's books that are made for kids um, who were created via sperm. I think sperm more commonly, um, I guess, but sperm or egg donors. And there are these children's books. Um, okay. Do you have any advice other than get these books? Well, I mean, I think that these books what can, is your be, thought? can be useful. It can be a good way to sort of like broach the conversation. What if we wind up there, you know? 
Yeah, I would get these books. I I think it's important to to make it complete, like to totally normalize it and to tell the kid from an early age and just have it be like a totally normal thing. Um, I'm on a different side of the fence here. Okay. But same side, just I haven't jumped all the way over to your side of the fence yet. I see. So I'm on top of the fence. Okay. Um, I would pro. I mean, it's just, I don't know when that question comes up from a child. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, so I'm, I'm on the website of the Sperm Bank of California, which I know is a very popular sperm bank. Um, and there are these books for children and most of them, the youngest ones are for ages three to six. Okay. And then there's some for like ages four and up. I mean, one is called, um, oh, and some of them have like same sex couple focus and some of them have heterosexual focus. Um, okay. It's a lot of information you're telling people about. Things like, so there's one called It's Not the Stork, a book about girls, boys, babies, bodies, families, and friends. Um, one is called Hope and Will Have a Baby, the Gift of Sperm Donation. Uh-huh. The story of how mom and dad met, fell in love, and built a family with the help of donor sperm. Ages three to six. Okay. I mean, so you do... So there's all ages to jump you in. You do all also... I mean, I guess with any of this stuff... You know, you, like three year old, three and four year old kids are prone to blurting things out on the playground or, you know, in nursery school being like, my dad's not like my, I was made with a, with sperm. And then the other kids are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, again, I just think you, you know, if hopefully knock on wood, you do have a child through IVF. I think that uh, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out when to tell them. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like they're not going to ask. Bo doesn't ask. He's a dog. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying, it's like, I don't... No, I know, but... Oh, it... All right, here's a fun thing. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast and you've gone through this situation, if you've had a sperm donor and you've you've had your children via IVF, which I'm, we have a lot we, of listeners who have children. We talked about this on the episode where I interviewed the sisters, the one who had donated eggs yeah. to her sister. And I think that woman's son is seven. That's a very different situation, though, yeah, in the sense true. that it's a known donor. No, but, but the sperm donor was not known. Right. Okay. I guess it is a different situation if if it's a married straight couple. Right. And a thing for a kid to wrap their head around is like my dad is my dad, but I was like made with someone else's. No, it's just I so I'm asking if anyone out there yeah. has gone through it, please write to us. Yes. Um we'd love to know when the child asked, how the child was told, if the child was told, if the child was even asked. Maybe you have a maybe you have a ten year old. How did the child and respond? They haven't even asked. Well, okay, but why would the child ask? Exactly. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, so at what point is it like? Well, you should just bring a, it up. I don't up. think it's. I don't. I, I. I mean, we're getting into like a headier discussion here of 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 uh, parentage, but uh, you know. 
I don't think your your husband is not going to love the child any less. No, of course not. But so it's like that child is going to love you guys the same. But kids who are adopted and find out when they were like eighteen, I think, feel a lot of resentment for not knowing earlier. Uh, do they? Yes. Great question. I if think you're they in do. the audience and you've been you were adopted and weren't told till you were eighteen or later or you know teen a processable age. How did you feel about it? I don't I, I don't think it's the same thing though. I, I'm just saying you're saying like wait till the kid asks. No, no, no. What I'm saying like, is like when does it come up for you or the or the child? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it would but never like, But it's like, like any it other awkward conversation. It doesn't like come up that Do you know what I mean? Like it's not going to like if you're in a family unit and you're you love each other and that's that. I don't feel like there's ever going to be a moment where I'm going to look at my child and go, you know, you are not actually from my sperm child who didn't ask. Like, I don't know if there's ever going to be a moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it seems like a very complicated situation that I, I don't have agree. my head around. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, like what? Like What? Yeah, I feel like you're being, um, I don't know. You're being so dismissive of my method of not addressing it unless the, it comes up. Because I think that that is a passive-aggressive way it's of dealing with it. It's not passive-aggressive. It's like... How would it possibly come up organically? Exactly. So that's why you have to bring it up and you have to have a strategy. You have to plan. I don't think you have to plan here. I think, I think you do. Paris all over again. Oh, boy. Um, I think it's time for a voicemail. Please save us. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Anonymous. I'm sure we were not helpful. <laughs> Are you ready for the voicemail? I think so. Okay. Is the thing ready? I should hope so. Great. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Mary. I'm a longtime listener. I've never called you before. Um, Long time, first time. I'm currently a parent of three, and I have comments about your podcast from Paris and how it makes me think that you guys are totally ready for parenthood. What? Um, Matt... <laughs> Desire not to go anyplace places him squarely in the bullseye of good parenting because children hate going places. And Dory's plan <laughs> is, uh-huh. is going to rescue you when you have to go places because children require lots of things when they go places and backup plans and all sorts of terrible, terrible, terrible things that ruin things for people who hate planning like Matt and I. Uh-huh. So, oh. yes, yeah, this shoes one of the women. everyday things, Matt is in charge of being boring. And Love when it. things get exciting, 
Lean on Dory. Anyway, I am off picking up my child at Girl Scout camp because it's a planned activity. And my husband is staying home with the youngest two because they don't go places. So, <laughs> play to your strength. Bye-bye. They don't go places. Um, this is actually a two-part uh, voicemail, so I'm going to play the, her second voicemail okay. before we get to her first. Hi, Matt and Dory. That last message, I guess, is what happens when I call before the the show is over. Oh, and no. I'm about we're not, to call. We're not good parents now. Before the show is over again because I'm about to leave cell phone range because I'm picking up my eight-year-old at Girl Scout camp. Still. Anyway, you Matt figured out <laughs> that how his uh, hating to leave is a strike, and Dory is mad about it. But Dory does not realize that Matt has never really, truly been forced never to leave the house. He is going to be sick of it. Uh-huh. It's going to be fine. <laughs> like, you've never truly been stuck anywhere until you've been stuck at home with children. And I should be a lot happier about it because children are a blessing. And I hope you are blessed very soon. And <laughs> you guys are a great couple. And uh, bye-bye. It just sounds like a mother who is delighted to leave the house. Totally. She's like, no, honey, I'll pick up. Ow, you just kicked me. Sorry. Now I'll probably have a bruise. Yeah, you bruise very easily. And I Ow. didn't mean to kick that you. Hurt. I moved my feet under the table. You should take off I those shoes. heavy shoes. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, she's probably like, I'll pick her up at Girl Scout camp, honey. You stay home. Mm. And then ran out of the house. Yeah. Well, you know, it seems like it was sort of one for me. That's because she is a non-planner. That's right. She also didn't plan to listen to the whole podcast before she called. <laughs> it's brilliant. Mary, mm. great job. Uh, this is from Stephanie. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm currently binging on your podcast. I'm listening to Matt on The Nerdist for years, and he's one of my favorite Gilmore Guys guests. Thank you. I have a four-month-old baby who was conceived spontaneously, but I really appreciate listening to your journey uh, and that you're providing the space for people to process through and learn about this process. I'm currently on episode 17, so you might have addressed this, uh, the IVF doula subject. <laughs> I forgot about Dory's IVF doula. Uh, I listened to the episode and talked to my doula slash good friend and asked her if she had heard of this. It turns out that doula love the agency she works for offers a whole fertility doula package. So apparently they do exist. This is what I've been waiting for. Well, here's the follow up to this and here's why they exist. We are in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> but I'm sure they exist. <laughs> if they exist here, they probably exist in other places as well. Again, you're in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'll include a link at the end of the email. Anyway, I just wanted to share the information with you all and your listeners. I wish you all the luck in the world, the rest of your IVF journey. I sort of, uh, I added in the world there. She didn't write that. Hmm. Interesting. What she other liberties I, are you taking? She said, I wish you all the luck with the uh, rest of the IVF journey. Hmm. I hope to, you keep your podcast up once your future baby comes. Having your voices talking about new parenthood would help a lot of people, uh, and maybe even you all feel a little lot less isolated thanks guys stephanie simmons stephanie thank you uh portlanddoulalove.com 
Check it out. Great URL. PortlandDoulaLove.com. <laughs> um, we have another voicemail to play. Holy crapola. That's it for emails? Yeah, I decided to do an abridged email sesh. Oh, okay. Today. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Really? You want more? Well, I just like, because, you know, because we're going to, I'm not going to be able to go through the donors this week because of the time constraints. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I like to keep this podcast at least in an hour. I like to give them at least an hour of this. How anyway. Would, okay. Well, let's listen to this next voicemail. Let's see if we can crank 10 minutes conversation out of it. I bet we can. Oh, boy. Okay. Hey, Bo. This is Chaz. First time caller, but I've been listening since the beginning. It's for you. Huge fan of all your work. Uh, some of us have been hoping to make it out to the dog park in hopes of getting a picture with you. Oh. Anyway, both a comment and a question. I know you love those two homo sapiens hanging around your place, but I can't help but feel that you're getting cut out of the action on the financial end, if you know what I mean. (laughs) You're clearly the most popular host and driving the most traffic. Have you considered spinning off a podcast of your own? I'm sure it would take off immediately. Uh, For the question part, um, assuming you don't dump those two and take over the place for yourself, they're always going on and on and on about bringing in a baby to the house or whatever. As things stand now, it seems like you're already competing for FaceTime while they're at work, endless doctor's appointments, or ditching you to fly off to France. Are you worried that with yet another helpless little human in the home that you're going to get even less attention? Has anyone Aww. spoken to you about this? Do you have like access to a counselor or something? Because some of us are worried. Anyway, we're all pulling for you and hope this entire project doesn't screw up the sweet gig you got going on. Uh, let us know if you'll be dropping some new tracks of your own soon. <laughs> Bo. Okay, he definitely wrote that out and that read was it, a... which I appreciated. You think he wrote that yes, out? Yes, he definitely wrote that out. How do you know? I could just tell. I could hear it in his voice. I think that his performance was great. I agree. And I don't think he wrote it out. I think he did. Bo, do you, are you going to answer any of these questions? Or are you just going to sit there on the couch fully asleep? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, sound asleep. Wow, you know it is. It is. It is probably true that Bo's the most popular host of the podcast. Um, but to say that he doesn't have a cut of the financial action is a uh, Bo costs. <laughs> Bo is uh, so expensive. Bo costs a lot of money. Bo has some uh, dog walking, some daycare action, uh, the occasional bath. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, training. Let me tell you, I could probably, for the amount that we spend on Bo, I could probably lease a, an Aston Martin Vantage. What? Yeah. No. What does Bo cost him on? Uh, I don't know. A few hundred dollars. Oh. I could lease a Toyota Tercel. Yeah. <laughs> Bo. I mean, he's expensive. You're out of here. But he's not like... I'm getting two Toyota Tercels. <laughs> thousands of dollars. But he's a... Yeah, he's a... He's a... I notice it on my credit card bill. We all notice it. Yeah. Our credit card bills... Are... Insane. Bananas. Insane. As we like to say. And I'd like to say it was because we frivolously spent money on vacation, but... 
And we didn't. Because we frivolously spend money on trying to have a child. <laughs> it is like, it is so... And we paid for our own wedding, which I feel like expensive. set us... Oh, it's that set us back. back. I mean, I didn't want to have a wedding. And then we had a wedding. I know. We've been over this a, a thousand, thousand times. times. <sighs> I said, why don't we... Okay, I, you know what? Go to a, I don't, why don't we go I, to a no, courthouse? You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to rehash this. Do right it now. real quick. I don't want to rehash this right now. All right, I'm just saying. I know you're just. But saying. we had a wonderful wedding with yeah. memories for a lifetime. We did. It was some of some of America's favorite weddings. It was. Yeah. It was incredibly fun. Yeah, we got to see a lot of uh, people. We got to have a lot of Vegas. We had Elvis. We had Elvis. We really had a wonderful, uh, wonderful time. And it did... Uh, we were both very thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were pretty thin. We were at our fighting weight. Uh, the, the, you know, I always swore I'd never be one of those people that, like, lose a bunch of weight for the wedding. But I... And, and, and in actuality, I did not like go on some health binge lose a bunch of weight for the wedding because i was the thinnest i ever was when i met you (laughs) right but then you put some weight back on but then you lost it for the wedding to fit into your tux not a ton maybe like eight pounds Mm -hmm. like it was not a big fluctuation Mm -hmm. um but uh you know, that it's been what two a year and a half Mm -hmm. and uh i've put on quite a bit of weight in the year and a half just like life stressed at me. Yeah. <sighs> but I think it's like good to try to get it under control now because it's going to be even harder when we have a kid. I know. You know, I'd always, I had this, I'd had this plan of like, oh, you know, when Dory gets pregnant, hopefully that happens uh, soon. <laughs> um, I will uh, then spend the, those nine months just like getting into peak physical form. And I uh, keep kidding myself that that's going to happen. Well, it's that mentality of like, I'm going to do it later. Yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. (laughs) Like, you know, I started a diet uh, when we came back from Paris. Um, And uh, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Passover tomorrow. Mm. Passover is not Whole30 compliant. Oh, other than matzah, it really is. I know, but matzah. I know, but I'm, we're not buying any. We can't have any. Okay. I mean, we're having dinner at a friend who is very health conscious. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think dinner will be particularly extravagant. Yeah. I don't know if I can make it. What? I might have to podcast. What? What? What podcast? We got some, I got some talk salad and scrambled eggs to do. Well, do you have to do it tomorrow night? I mean, I'd like to. Can you not? Why? It's one night. It's the one night I'm asking you to. Every night's the one night, by no, the way, guys. it's not. Welcome to our life. Oh, my God. Every night's the one night. I love Passover. You know I love Passover. I know. And at they, least I but... didn't make us have our Seder of our own. Uh, I'd have been more into that if we'd had our own Seder. But just life snuck up at us so fast, and then before we knew it, it was Passover. Yeah. It's also Palm Sunday today, everybody. 
All you Catholics true. out there having a great time. Saw a lot of you on parade this morning. In the Palm Sunday procession. Are we doing anything for Easter? Um, Easter traditionally is a ham. Okay. Are you going to make chocolate. a ham? Um, am I going to make a ham? Probably not. Okay. Because the best way to eat ham is in a delicious bulky roll. Like a warm ham, you know? Like you cut the warm ham. I don't know, actually. Put it into a bulky roll with a little mayo on there. Yeah, I've never had that. Oh, it's... it's. That's how you would eat it at Easter dinner? That's how... I'd make my own little sandwiches, yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's not how it's served, mm. but it's what I made happen. I see. There'd be some mashed potato. I mean, it's Thanksgiving dinner with a ham instead of a turkey. Gotcha. Literally, that's what it is. And Easter baskets. Yeah, and there's also a lot of chocolate. Right. Uh, there's dessert, some coffee out of some fine china. We usually go to my aunt's house and uh, usually be served on china. Mm. You know? The nice china. So the tiny, you know, they have like a tiny coffee. Mm-hmm. I've, drinking, I've been drinking coffee since I was like 10. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. It blow your mind? Yes. When did you start drinking coffee? I don't think I drank coffee in high school. I think I drank it. I think I only started drinking in college. Hmm. Interesting. I am more advanced than you. Oh, we know that. At not being unhealthy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Guys, let's talk about... You got, I got an email on uh, the other podcast I do, Star Trek The Next Conversation, about me saying guys so much. And I, I've never noticed it. Oh, I've noticed it. You have? Yeah. It's just how I read, organize the attention of the podcast. Mm. Um, so it's now in my head. Mm. And every time I say it, I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Oh. <sighs> Even on that podcast, Star Trek, the next conversation available, same day as Van Dory's Excellent Adventure part of the matt Meyer network of podcasts um i uh even after i had addressed th- that email I, I was listening and doing some editing on that podcast and i heard me say it again oh not not a minute and a half later god and i didn't acknowledge it anyway uh housekeeping housekeeping i put it in the middle oh, this week. well it's not in the middle it's at the end uh Guys, I said it again. (laughs) I hate that email and myself for doing it. Now that I've mentioned it to people, they're going to notice it more. Totally. That's how it works. So upset with myself. Please review us on iTunes. Uh, You can rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps with something. I'm not sure what. iTunes has an algorithm that rates podcasts uh, in order. They rank them. And we would like to be closer to uh, one than zero um, or 9,000, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so please go to iTunes, rate us, and review us. You can also stay connected with us on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash excellent. No. Well, forward slash groups. Groups. Forward slash yep. excellent adventure. There you go. Check out our website. Excellentadventure.com. That's true. Dory is correct. 
You can also go to mattanddory.com. No. No, I'm sorry. You can't. You can also <laughs> oh go God. to doryandmatt.com. <laughs> yes. Redirects right there. Yep. Email us, doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And you can also call and leave a voicemail like Mary did. She left two excited voicemails. She sure did. By calling 413-461-BABY. That's right. 413-461-BABY. Oh, you know, someone emailed us a while ago and was like, oh, I was going to call you guys last night, but it was like one in the morning and I didn't want to wake you up. Goes right to a voicemail. Goes right guys. to a voicemail. It goes it's to a, Google, it's a voice. Google Voice. We don't hear it. It just uh, happens. And then all of a sudden we're alerted that there's a voicemail the next day and an email. So you don't have to worry about waking us up. Don't call it any time. Yeah. Call you want to vent. It. You want to get it off your chest. Yeah. You want to talk to the real star of the podcast, Beauregard Bosch Myra. You can do that. Uh, so special thank you to all of our donors. We had so many donors uh this week that i found out about them with uh little to no warning um well, wait wait a second i sent them to you this morning in the relative time of the week mm. it's th- i mean we had 30 29 names mm-hmm. 29 people this week and i actually do sit at my computer and write something i know they're, each, and they're very good and each and every person and i did not have time to do everybody today so we're doing a new method of this which doesn't concern you it's just that dory's going to tell me every day if we get like two or three people or something like that then i can do it then it doesn't pile up and i don't screw myself uh where i'm like oh my god i don't have these names and i can't do it let's not do a podcast that almost happened today where i was like forget it no podcast what yeah that's what that's what we were getting into oh my god but Everybody who donated this week, next week we're going to be 100% caught up with all the donors. Everyone's going to get a fact. You can donate and get yourself a fact for next week at our website, excellentadventure.com slash donate. Slash donate uh, helps us out. Uh, In fact, some of those donations went to the purchase of a brand new hard drive to keep all these podcast audio files on that I foolishly had never purchased before. And I got to the point where I was tired of every week having to dump 30 gigs off of my computer hard drive. And uh, your donations helped. They helped make the podcast happen. And thank you all so much for listening. Oh, so we're not doing any donors this week. Honestly, no. Okay. You know what? That is fine. Because I want to give everyone their just due. I appreciate that. I fully appreciate that you guys are sending in these donations, no matter how small, from $5 to $25 you know you have repeats to $50 $50 you have people like Paul Charles who are donating every week you have people like uh, Andrew Steinle donating Andrew every Steinle week Andrew Steinle donating every week and uh, these guys I need to you know I've had I've given them a dozen facts by now I, I keep I keep you've it fresh. basically written their biography. gotta keep it fresh I wanna keep it fresh so everybody who donated last week like Margaret and Dana and Megan and David and Lynn and Heather and Michael and Maggie and Erica and Justine and Sandra and Caitlin and Hannah and Vara and Amy and Abby and Ashley and Shira and Aaron and Paul and Cody and Evelyn and Andrew and Brian and Andrew and Carrie and Joshua and Nicholas, you're getting facts about yourselves next week. 
Oh boy. So tune in. Watch out, everyone. I might theme the facts. Oh, I like that. Themed fact for these 29 lucky guests. Well, what about the new people? What if someone They're going to get their. their, uh, Everyone's caught up by next week. We're we're back on track. So they would also get a themed fact. No, this is. They're in their separate theme. Oh. These guys are in their own week. This week theme. This week theme. Okay. Uh, You know, so next week, going to be a new theme. Great. This week's theme. Is television. Oh. Yeah. I know. Cool. Big, I'm big into day. it. So, guys, tune in next week. I said it again. The word guys. Oh, boy. And then you said, oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Bye, everyone. Matt's going to go cry now. <laughs> <laughs>